many people kept approaching me, where's your restaurant at? Why you don't have a restaurant? It's an 11 hour drive for us, you know? But it, it's, it's still worth it. I could have felt like we should have recorded this after lunch. Right. <laughs> I'm hungry, yeah. yeah. The oil field crashed, took a heavy dip back home in Louisiana, 2016. If the future is uncertain, why am I spending time in college? It kind of made me reevaluate what I wanted to do. What drives you, right? You, what you're passionate about. You're doing something not because you think other people are gonna like it, but that's who you are. Justin is the kind of person that, if you need ideas on things, he's got it. My, my business partner, Michael, he used to always say, keep it fresh, new, and exciting. Mm -hmm. If you get stale, it's you get forgotten. Here we are again, the Bam Biz Talk Podcast. And today we're going to have a fun show. We got Marty G's Cajun Eats. We got father and son dynamic duo here, Marty and Justin Gautreau. That's it. There you, you go. Got I got it. it. I got, got it. it. <laughs> How you guys doing this morning? Fantastic. Doing great. Doing, doing fine. Doing Man, so, you know, this is, I, I like this because Cajun in West Texas. Right. <laughs> West Texas Cajuns, you know, and y'all are making some noise. You know, y'all have been. I want to find out about you guys, you know, how you got started, you know, why West Texas, you know, coming from Louisiana, mm -hmm. you know, and then bringing culture out here, right? And authentic, you know, adding to the mix that we have developing here in the Permian Basin. Lots of things happen here in the Permian, mm -hmm. right? And we're talking about entrepreneurs sticking your neck out, going for it. And that's what the show's about. You know, I want to, we want to find out how you got into business, why you got into business, the obstacles, the troubles that you're having through business. And I'm going to be, you know, listening to you guys and picking up little golden nuggets that we can throw out there, little bombs out there of wisdom for the entrepreneurs that are listening to us today. Sure. You know, so uh, Marty, Justin, man, man, I'm, I'm interested to hear you about your story. So uh, is there a, a particular way the idea came out? Is, is there a, a one mastermind? If I would look at it, I think it's you, but I don't know, man. <laughs> so the idea came around during covid it was after I was traveling for a photography company I used to work for. We used to go everywhere and do soccer tournaments and they had food trucks at all these tournaments. And as someone who has a passion for cooking and also entrepreneurial spirit, I was trying to think of some way I could have a business that I would like to do for myself. And watching these food trucks every weekend sell out, that's something I wanted to do. And after COVID happened, we didn't have any more jobs during for photography, you know, travel was restricted. So I called my dad who was living out here and pitched him the idea of starting a food truck out here and he went with it and here we are. Mm -hmm. So it does take the dynamic duo to mm -hmm. do it, huh? That's right. <laughs> yep. So what was yeah. the first thing when you were like, what, food truck? Well, oh, you know, I, I moved here in 17 for, for the oil field. Uh, major oil company I used to work for sent me here, relocated me here in 17. And in 18, I got involved with UTBB football, the UTBB athletic department. The athletic, the guy that was actually the athletic director for UTBB originally comes from Louisiana. And him That's and I right. were friends back in, at UL in Louisiana. Okay. Well, when I heard he was out here, we got in touch and uh, got together and stuff and 
got to talking and everything. And the first thing he asked me, he said, man, please bring the tailgating party out here. He said, because there's not much tailgating going on. So I got a, a couple friends together that were here in, in uh, Midland that were from Louisiana also, other Cajuns, and a couple other guys. And we started a crew uh, to start tailgating. And the crew, we called ourselves the crew of Permian Cajuns. And we started the tailgating. And we had the table, the chair, the big tents, and we do cookouts and stuff. And, and when we first started, the, the first tailgate we did, we only did, we only had maybe 20 people at our tailgating party. And it was only us and the UTBB alumni that had set up the tailgate. Well, Scott, which was the athletic director, being he handled the, the tailgating activities back in Louisiana, he knew how to set up the, the spots and how to set up everything, you know, the activities for tailgating. and. So he got the spots and stuff, and then we started promoting it to other businesses, other people to join the tailgating group. We got put on TV channel, the the local TV station picked us up and interviewed us and stuff. Well, bam, it started blowing up. You know, other tailgating started coming. And like I said, our first game, we were feeding about 20 people, maybe. By the end of that season, we were feeding over 400 people at each game, you know? Yeah. And it just excelled. Mm -hmm. So I took a liking to that, and Many people kept approaching me, where's your restaurant at? Why you don't have a restaurant? Why you don't have something over here, you know? So I started thinking about that too, but I was thinking more in line of a restaurant type thing. Okay. And then Justin called me and pitched me his idea about the, uh, the food truck. And we kind of just joined together our yeah. ideas, me doing what I've been doing over here uh -huh. and him wanting to do what he wants to do. It was kind of like a, 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 a basis, a perfect fit for us right. to start doing what we did. Right. And so that's how we got the idea started, and that's how we got rolling. Yeah. It was really his idea about the food truck. My idea was about the activity, the catering, the partying, and the you know okay. the other stuff like that. So that's how we kind of conjoined so ideas together. This would be interesting. So was your idea that you had in your head for the food truck, and then your idea for the restaurant was it both Cajun? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So that oh, wasn't yeah. even a question. Oh, yeah. that, that, was the given. that was the given. Because that was given. That all the tailgates. That's what we did. That's what we, it is. we we we. we you know, and the way we structured the tailgate parties was people would come in there and everything was free to the public. Us members would donate our time right. and our monies to buy the products and right. buy the food and stuff like that. And then I also had some company sponsors that would come in and I let them put up their flag and their banners and right. advertise at the tailgate party. So all that was falling in place for me very smooth on how we could promote the business. He had the idea for the business itself and... I had the idea of how we could promote it and how we could push it. Yeah. And that's how we kind of fit it together, you know, fit everybody together. Yeah. Put all yeah. The, all but the, it was always Cajun in mind, yeah, because, I mean, over here there's not much access to Cajun food, you know? Right. And the real Cajun food. I See, mean, that, that, there's a few imitators out there and a few wannabes, and, which I'm, okay, good, try it, you know? Yeah. But we are the real thing, you know? So you still source everything from back home. Oh yeah, oh, as yeah. much as possible, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. All our products come from Louisiana. We got all our boudin products, which we have the boudin links, the balls, and the egg rolls. All boudin products that comes from uh, Louisiana, a place in Rain, Louisiana. And then all my sausages, all the meats that we use, the tasso, the sausages, and all that comes from a Louisiana-based company too. And we have all that brought in. Man. So all the we support local stores here too. You know. Uh, as far as the vegetables and the 
other stuff that we cook, you know, we get locally here. So we are supporting the, the local businesses big time here. But the basic core products that we offer on our yeah. menus, our beans come from New Orleans. It's all the Camellia New Orleans style beans. So it's very, when we say it on the trailer, it's authentic, the real it is. We can prove it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can prove that we're authentic. And yeah. it makes a difference in the taste, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not going to get Louisiana taste just anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Other than from Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and we're close enough to where, hey, it's that's feasible, right? Oh, yeah. 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 It's a little, little, it's a little logistics into involved sure. in, in getting the products way out here, you know? Yeah. It's an 11-hour drive for mm -hmm. us, you know? But... It, it's, it's still worth it, I mean, because of, of the authenticity of it, you know, just to say that we are authentic and mean it, you know, right. that we can prove it. Mm -hmm. So your menu, like what's on your menu? Who, how do y'all design it? How do you know what you want to serve? Do you do like, have do you changed menu items? Would you see something's not working? Like what's your theory? What's your strategy behind it? So our menu was made to reflect our Cajun culture, you know, so we have our core four main dishes on there, which is our chicken and sausage gumbo, crawfish etouffee, which is our best seller by far, naturally our red beans and sausage. And we first started with a jambalaya, but I realized out here, a lot of people weren't responding to the jambalaya so well. It, it all got some spice to it, you know? No, so, I mean like heat, like uh, mm -hmm. temperature. Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. serve it hot. and That could be a reason too. It was kind of the thing you hear about like, People come up to the menu, you know, they're looking, oh, it's Cajun food. So they start looking down the menu. Oh, chicken sauce gumbo, that sounds good. Oh, etouffee, that sounds good. You know, red beans, that sounds good. I never had any of those. What well, would they see the jambalaya? Oh, I've had jambalaya. I don't want that. Uh, you know, it's always one of those too familiar things. And right. Makes sense. My thing was, well, you never had my jambalaya. So. Yeah, but how do you get that across? Exactly. So it wasn't really translating to well when we first started. So a couple months, I'd say about six months after opening, I switched to a pastalaya which is pretty much the same idea as jambalaya, but it's made with pasta. It's a yeah. little prettier dish, you know? Uh -huh. It's a little more eye-catching and people haven't heard of it, so it's right. an attention grabber. I've never week. heard that. Oh, really? Now I'm, I'm kind of interested. Yeah, exactly. Pasta see, lion. people see it on the menu, they say, oh, what's pasta lion? And then I show it to them and then they want to buy it because right. they're looking at it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's Man, been a good addition to our menu. I could have feel we should have recorded this after lunch. Right. No, but that's interesting. So that, that's a really good point. And I, I think that's a golden nugget for people to pick up on, right? Just because there's a dish out there that's popular, that people know it, right? Oh, I gotta have you have to have that on the menu. If you can't call yourself Cajun, if you don't have that on the menu, right? Mm -hmm. and then, but then the reaction that people get is like, ah, oh, I've had that before. Correct. Man, they serve that at, at the Golden Corral, yep. man. You know, what am I gonna <laughs> what are you gonna show, right? But then it's like, well, how do you communicate? Okay, not all jambalaya is the same. Exactly. Right? Not all Cajun food is the same, not all Mexican food is the same, you know. Just cause it's Mexican food or Italian food doesn't mean it's, you know, right it, like authentic as right. possible right it doesn't have the right flavor there's a million ways to break an egg you know and same with dishes there's millions of combinations of ways to prepare one dish and just because i make my dish this way right you make your dish the exact same way we're gonna have two different tastes you know it's just right. that's just how cooking goes so like I, I'm, I'm hearing you and i'm, I'm seeing that you're very you're creative yes, right because you worked as a photographer you yes, said sir. for five years in the sports world Yes, right. Sir. Strictly, we did. Um, yes, sir. Team photography. Okay. Yep. Like, how'd you get into photography? How'd you? So that was. I was actually taking a break from college. I was at UL for engineering, and at the time, 
what, around 2017, the oil field crashed, took a heavy dip back home in Louisiana. 2016, I was going into my junior year of college and oilfield took a major crash in Louisiana. That's what sent my dad over here. At the time, I was part-time in the oilfield and also going to college. Of course, I got let go. Well, it kind of changed my whole career path thinking, well, maybe this isn't for me if, you know, if the future is uncertain, why am I spending time in college? Why, you know, so it kind of made me reevaluate what I wanted to do. So I decided to take a year off. And in that time, my buddy had a job opening, which was the photography company. So I figured, hey, you know, I'm a college kid taking a year off of school. Let me go travel for free. So it was supposed to be one year turned into five years because obviously it was such an amazing job. But I was experienced a lot. It opened me up to the world, also to different foods. You know, I got to travel and see different cuisines and stuff and really figure out my passion and what I wanted to do in my life, which came to be around cooking, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, all, all paths diverge to where you're ultimately going to go, you know? So call it fate or whatever you want to, but I'd say it, everything happens for a reason, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, your, you know, this is the journey, right? You never know what's going to happen. That's right. Right. You always turn something that's a negative, man, find a silver lining. That's Where's right. That? Yeah. You know, like, play to your strengths. You know, you came back to something that's creative and, you know, what drives you right mm-hmm. you what you're passionate about mm-hmm. you know and that's what you follow right that's like right. i love what you said you know all paths diverge into you know where you're going to be at where you're right. at right you know because that's living i guess that's living authentic that's right right like you're doing something not because you think other people are going to like it but that's who you are correct yes and when if you are who you are well people are going to like it right that's right you got to be comfortable with yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that that brings that's a great bridge right there because I, I was like, so why did you have my name at Marty G's? Like, why did you choose Marty G's? Actually, I had no idea what we were gonna name it, how we were gonna do this. He did it him again. He came up. He Justin is the kind of person that if you need ideas on things, he's got it. I mean, just about on anything as far as naming things or whatever you want. to if you need an idea, if you're stuck in a box, if I'm stuck in a box and I see just the inside the box, he's the one that can pull me out of that box and he broadens it. Yeah, I love that. You know, I he does, that. he's always been that, that kind of person to do that. So he's the one that came up with the name. I was coming up with all these extravagant names. <laughs> Not extravagant, but these wild Cajun names. Put all the letters. Yeah, you know, I was, trying to, I was trying to come up with some kind of catchy Cajun yeah. phrase, you know, or something like that. And he came up and he said, no, let's call it Morty G's. And it's like, really? He said, yeah. He said, it sounds classy. It sounds proper. It sounds, so he did it. That's how we come up with it. To me, it's just got a certain ring to it. We grew up with a restaurant near our house called Charlie G's for a while. And I always just liked the ring to it, you know, and yeah. I always kind of said to myself, if I ever got when the idea started coming around that I wanted a restaurant that I, I would name it after my dad. And I just always liked the way Marty G sounded. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. Well, it sounds good after, you know, you put the Cajun East after it just sounds like a good name. Cajun-ese. And also I found that I think is it was not expected. And I wasn't thinking about it, but until I got out here and people from, you know, Texas and other parts of the country 
they see the name and stuff and they relate it to Mardi Gras. They think it's related to Mardi Gras. Uh, so it kind of fits perfectly. Yeah. It was unintended, completely, right. you know, completely just, unintended. Went but, over my head. Uh -huh. yeah, but yeah, people yeah. who aren't familiar with the culture, you know, yeah. of course, they've heard of Mardi Gras and they see Marty G's and they're like, oh, like Mardi like Gras, Mar huh? And, well, I got to tell them like, no, nah, it's about a little different. You know, it's not <laughs> it, but hey, I like your enthusiasm for yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a synchronistic fit. You're right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it, it just goes hand in hand. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything relatable. Absolutely. I like that. I like that because, I mean, that's, man, that's where y'all from. That's, that's right. That's yeah. what it is, so, right? Mm -hmm. so, man, so I got a lot of ideas right now I want to talk to you guys about later. But yeah, we have some Mardi Gras, a little fest out here or something. You know, we did, Mardi we did, we did the big Mardi Gras over here this past year. We have two trailers, you know, and this past year, the TV station again actually interviewed us and put us on their thing on friday morning where they did a big thing because for mardi gras we had the two trailers in two different locations doing mardi gras celebrations we had the bees the throws all the we i had even prepared a little write-up of what mardi gras is and gave it out to everybody and we actually did the little actual mardi gras throwing the bees and everything yeah showed people what louisiana mardi gras is about Man, yeah, that's the fun times. Good times, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, two trucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I guess tell me the the process of like like how did you get the first truck, and then how long did it take before you got another truck? And so we all these parties and stuff before I got out here that I was telling you about yeah. at UTBB. We he had a tailgate truck, and of course we got the food truck. We got that in action. About a year later, we decided to branch out and use a small truck as a crawfish ball truck exclusively to do okay. crawfish balls during the season and last year we only did what about four crawfish balls total no this year we oh, last year. Yeah. yeah our first year we only tried it probably about four times and of course it went really well so this year we decided to hammer it you know we wanted the whole entirety of crawfish season we were on it if not every weekend twice a week you know we got after it pretty good we sold what upwards towards five thousand pounds of crawfish. Sixty-four hundred pounds. Yeah, wow! Six. From May, we started the second week of February, and our last ball was May thirtieth. So from February to thirty to May thirtieth, we did right at sixty-four hundred pounds of crawfish. Wow! And that's crawfish season. Yeah, that's the height of crawfish. That's season. the height. Yeah. Okay, that's the, mm -hmm. the the good part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it extends a little bit farther out here into the summer. <clears throat> they get smaller. Uh, as winter they, approaches, they, it gets smaller. They go into the mud. Gotcha. They start burrowing. And the, the crawfish come out around that time. And normally, I don't care to do... I did crawfish balls with the, the crew permit Cajuns over here prior. To, you know, I did, I did some for them too. And normally, I don't do... I don't start my crawfish boiling until about March because that's when the water gets better in Louisiana. The crawfish size gets better and everything else. So we normally... Wait till about March, but this year the demand was so high, everybody kept demanding it early in February, and they kept contacting us to to do crawfish balls and let's go. Everybody was excited for the season to start and let's get it going. To finally, I decided, okay, we're going to start early this year, so we actually started in February. But most of the time, up until this past season, we always wait till about March to do it. Okay, March so it's spring season. Right? Yeah. That's the primo season for crawfish. That's when they're at their peak growth and they're the size of the pretty, the meat is pretty. It's just from about March to, to May. Well, mating season. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's well, springtime. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crawfish like rabbits, huh? Yeah. The only thing about crawfish, it really depends on the weather, too. You know, when the water starts changing back in Louisiana, where the crawfish come from, the water has to be certain temperatures for them to come out the ground and, and start growing. Yeah. It was it was a good season this year because last winter, Louisiana had a very mild winter. It didn't get very cold. So the crawfish, it, it was a good season this year. So the warmer it stays overall, overall the better yeah. season you're going to have. The better your outlook you're having on the next uh, season, the next harvest. How did Was Louisiana affected when we had snowpocalypse? What was that? You remember that? Yeah, like, that was actually my first year here. That was my welcome to Texas. Because ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I moved here November 1st of that year. And within three weeks, we were in negative digits. And I was like, oh, what have I got myself into? I'm coming from Louisiana where it's 45 degrees and that's freezing to us. That's, you know, we don't go outside anything under 50. <laughs> I came out here and it was below. I was like, wow. So this is the desert. <laughs> Either a snow desert or a regular desert. <laughs> but, Louisiana, I think they got four or five freezes that year. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, they got it bad that year, mm -hmm. and it correlated to the next crawfish That's, season. Yeah. Come springtime, crawfish was small, shells were real dark and hard. It, it wasn't too good of a year for crawfish, actually, that year. They stayed burrowed. They stayed deeper, longer, so yeah. they didn't have time to come out and start growing, you know? Right. And they just, were cold. And just when they come out, it's just they're eating, right? That's right. why they're growing? Okay. Eating, feeding them. They molt, you know, they shed their shells, grow into their new pretty uh -huh. red hard shells. They get bigger when they do that. And all that's part of, like, their mating process, you know, before they go back into the mud. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's super cool. Like, you understand the whole cycle that they come from, and that's what you're serving to people. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, so I, yeah. I, I like the knowledge there, man. You know, like I'm, I love learning. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing about that. Everybody in Louisiana learns at an early age about crawfish and how they, where they come from. And you got to know what you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like we just go buy it off the shelf and I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna eat it. Oh, it's good. Okay, let's sell it. No, it's, we know our products. We know, and a lot of things are seasonal too. So you got to know when you want to get it too. Yeah. You know, you got to be anticipating on when it's gonna be good. <laughs> So that's super interesting, man. So you, uh, you're doing that. So you, now you have two trucks, right? You have authentic food from back home. You know your product. Like, so when you're designing your menu and you're saying, hey, I, I got this, but this isn't selling. So you switch it out for something that now has a fresher look on it, right? So that's a little golden nugget, man. My, my business partner, Michael, he used to always say, keep it fresh, new, and exciting. Mm-hmm. Right. So got to constantly keep something Same. going, mm -hmm. you know, always because if you get stale, it's, you get forgotten. You get oh, right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like what's the what does the future look like for Marty G's? What are y'all, you know, you're going to get more food trucks and have a fleet of food trucks? Or? So we a funny thing about our business that has um has gotten my attention is in the Three years we've been open now, we haven't changed our menu. We haven't had to, which surprised me because I thought we were going to have to change our menu the first summer because, you know, like our menu is ba mostly based off of a winter food, you know, like gumbo, etouffee, red beans. It's all very hearty food that if you go back to Louisiana right now, nobody's cooking gumbo, you know, like that's just not a thing during the summer. Yeah. But out here, we've been selling it. People love it. So huh. it's one of those things, if it ain't broke, don't bend it, you know, so we haven't changed it. But we're getting to the point where we want to be a little more versatile so we got a couple we got some things coming this fall we got a few ideas we're going to test out and 
we're changing our business model a little bit. So people in Midland got something coming to them from Marty okay. Cheese, that's for sure. I like to hear that. You know, because you don't hear that from business owners much. We're going to change our business model, right? That language, that, and that's our language. That's band language. We right. love to put use that because it's, it's a simple way to say, how does your business work? Mm -hmm. Do you know how your business works? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Well, what's your business model? Right. All right. Okay. Well, then it's like you're putting together a little car set, right? A train set. It's a model, right? Putting together Legos or whatever. You right. Know, make one of these. So it, how do you, how are you putting your business together? Right. And you're rethinking that. Exactly. Well, as businesses grow, you know, just like if you were building a Lego model, if it grows, you're going to have to change it eventually, you know, for it to fit. And the way our business has been growing lately, we just need to start looking in other directions. You know what I mean? We've been kind of on one path right now and it's been going great. Everybody loves the food. We've been loving the reactions of the public. Can't complain. But we want to give people back a little more too. We want to also show them the versatility of Cajun food. Cajun food is such a is such a diverse cuisine because it, it not only represents our culture, but it has this very specific flavor to it. Like if you taste a Cajun dish, you know it's Cajun. But what's beautiful about Cajun food is you can incorporate it into pretty much anything else. You can fuse it with Mexican, you can fuse it with Asian, you can fuse it with Indian, anything you can think of, you can add Cajun flair to it. So that's something we're, we have in our heads that, yeah, we've been showing everybody traditional Cajun. Let's kind of shake it up a little bit and kind of get okay. into the fusion side of it. Let's incorporate like other that. people's tastes, yeah. like people who like Mexican, people who like barbecue. Uh -huh. Let's show them the Cajun way of doing those things, you know? Yeah, I like that. Because I, honestly, when I'm cooking at home, and I love to cook at home, I don't know if y'all could tell, <laughs> but if, if I'm, I'm like, okay, what am I gonna use? I'm sitting there, I don't know what to use with this. Cajun mix. <sighs> That's gonna, it'll work, right? That's it's right. Yeah. Work. <laughs> well, we need to get you some of our team. Yeah, our yeah. we have our own seasoning. We have our own Marty seasoning G's, blend. Marty, Marty G's, G's Cajun seasoning. seasoning. Okay. We have our own seasoning blend that we developed and uh, own spices and herbs and everything in, in the blend. And it's, it's got your favorite Cajun taste to it, but a quarter of the salt you'll find in anything else either. Okay. So very so low on sodium, but still got that very strong Cajun flavor to it. Okay. And y'all have it for sale? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Where, like, you have it at location just out of your truck or? No, we have it in a couple of stores in Louisiana and a few other places that are trying to sell it. Over here, we've been trying to get it into the local big supermarkets. But yeah, uh, it's, it's taken some time yeah. for me to do that. And uh, But we had this one company that said they were going to start carrying it for us. And I haven't followed through with it yet, but yeah. for now, people can call me, go online, order it through our website, or they can call me, or they can stop by at our trailer, wherever they see it set up at. Where we do a lot of the events around Midland in Odessa too, but we go all over actually. Yeah. And where we set up at, we keep it on the trailer so oh, people can sure. buy it off the trailer. Okay. The food trailer. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's loving it. We we've got a lot of repeats that I get people that drive in from Andrews, Seminole, Odessa, everywhere as to buy the seasoning to get our seasoning. just to buy the seasoning. Just to buy the seasoning. Okay. Yeah, it's been a hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how does that work for, as the food truck? Do y'all just set up random locations, or mm -hmm. do you go just do events? And what, what's how do y'all operate? Well, when we first started, we we were doing the normal setup on in a parking lot in one of the local businesses' parking lots and, and set up and stuff. That's how we got got our, our foot in the ground, and then we joined some other groups of food trucks that were doing events like the food truck battle and in food truck alley. We joined those groups and it was more 
of us getting exposure out. We needed to get the exposure, needed to get our name out. So that wasn't, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, it's not very much money in that because it was like a, a marketing scheme for us, not a scheme, but a marketing activity for us to be able to get our name out and get the exposure out because people needed to try us, needed to see right. us and know that we are authentic, that we're the real stuff. We're not making this up. It's not just somebody that woke up and decided, let's try to cook Cajun. This is the real stuff. So we did that for about the first year. And as we were doing that, we started getting more requests to do events and activities being held around Midland and Odessa and everywhere else. So we started doing the, like all the horseshoe, all the concerts at the horseshoe arena. We did a lot of concerts. We do anything going on in town. Most of the time they'll call us and invite us to go set up at the events and stuff. And then we do a lot of caterings too. We got into the cater with the, the other trailer when we're not balling crawfish, the second trailer that we talked about, the, the original Permian, crew Permian trailer. We also have it set up to do caterings and stuff where we do uh, a lot of rig caterings for all companies. We go out to the rig sites and cook for the guys with either one of the trailers really. But the the small trailer, we do a lot of catering. We have our own tables that we rent out, the big five foot round tables with chairs and we have the big tents and everything. And we actually make it a party some of the time because that trailer has a TV on the outside. We have chicken block game, cornhole games. Wow. We have a sound system. We have two mobile bar setups. We have mobile uh, bar. DJ have, that comes with us. Yeah. Okay. We sell, we have, we sell the experience as yeah. well yeah. as we sell the, the experience. You know what I mean? And yeah. We in a lot of a, a few times, a, a bunch of times, we have requests where we bring both trailers out. One, the small trailer has all the tables and tents and games and sound system and TV and. Like you said, we have a DJ that follows us. We have many bars where, you know, where we can serve. And then we also bring the food truck to supply the food. So when people call us for weddings or birthday parties or even Man. funerals or any kind of, we did what gender reveal parties and we've done all kind of other activities that people want to have gatherings for, but they don't want to have the, the trouble of having to call this person or that person or everything. They call us and we supply it all. Yeah. We have it all for them. So that's so cool. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like in, in all that's on your website? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And we, we do all the all all the, the events like that and stuff. And back to the setting up on side the road thing, the local the everyday type stuff, we get phone calls every day. You know, where are you at today? Where are you located today? I tell everybody, follow us on Facebook and Instagram because I, that's what I use to post where our locations are gonna be and what we're gonna be doing. We decided not to, to stop doing the actual side the road thing because with our kind of food and being our food is entree, most, like he said, the four big entrees that we have, it's kind of risky to do our food like that. We don't, our food is, is more or less prepared already and we have a quick turnaround at the window. Mm. Our time at the window it is right about what, five minutes, I think it is. The longest. Five minutes, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Five minute turnaround. That's the longest time. wait, yeah. You're usually waiting for a good 10, 15, exactly. yeah. yeah. We're pretty proud of our turnaround that's time. A, yeah. Something yeah. we wanted from day one is um, fast. We wanted fast service yeah. and yeah, that's literally the longest you'll wait is five minutes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah good for, that's good for cash flow. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Get them in, and, get them out. And, mm -hmm. and people want that, you know, when, yeah. when, when you go through and you order your food, you don't want to be thinking about your food for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. 
getting your food and then you got to hurry up and scarf it down in 10 minutes because you only got a 30 minute lunch break or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. Where us, we can turn it, we turn it. When you decide what you want, we're going to get it for yeah. you, you know? Have the time, by the time our, our, whoever's in the window taking the order, by the time they're done with your transaction, your plate's already in the bag being handed to you, you know? Yeah. So we're, and, we're proud of ourselves on how quick we are. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, and that also helps out on the caterings that we do. We look, we do a lot of, like rig caterings and stuff, we go to rig sites and cook. And those guys only have a certain amount of time to right. eat. They have to get it get going. So that's what we do for them too. We do a lot of rig catering. We go all over from Col to Hobbs to south of Pecos. We go east of here. We're all over the place. I mean, and, and a lot of the oil companies like that because we offer them, most of the time we offer like two two different entrees, two, three different entrees for the guys to come. Because you got some guys that don't eat seafood, don't want crawfish, right. some don't want this, some don't want that. So we offer them a little versatility on, on yeah. what they can get for their food, but at the same time we can turn it around for them. Uh -huh. And then we also do, you were talking about the events and stuff, we also do community events too, like at the city of Coleman, Texas. We went down there one year for their uh, Christmas festival and we had such a great response from the people. The people loved us down there. We promoted it for about three weeks, and we had people at the window with money in their hand saying, we've been waiting <laughs> take, for you for take, three weeks, you know? <laughs> take my money. And, yeah, and I mean, it's like, so now every time Coleman has some kind of activity, they call us and invite us to go down there. We went do one about two, three weeks, two, three months ago, we were down there again, and we spent a good long weekend for the professional rodeo they had down there. They call us. Well, now we're booked damn near the whole month of October for Coleman, Texas. We're going to be down there for, for three weeks with the, the people in wow. Coleman. And, uh, it, but we do it in Hobbs. We've done some in, we're going to be in McKamey, Texas too, in September. So we do have a, a bunch of yeah. activities like that. Get around. And like, so I can't help but think, but you know, you, you have a lot of these people know about you because mm -hmm. of Marty G. Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah. you came out here for the oil field. <clears throat> yeah. So you have a lot of oil field con contacts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, the big barbecue cook-off they got coming up at the Rockhound Stadium, ball, yeah. baseball stadium at, in September. Every year we get booked for our tables and chairs and our events, our event activities. And uh, this year we, we're going to be in two, two different setups over there. We're not participating in the barbecue cook-off, but we, ah. the, the companies that Hire us to give an alternative to the people that are there for gotcha. the go. right. And so, like one one of the setups we're gonna have for this big oil company, we're gonna have the tent set up with the chairs and tables and fancy tablecloths and all that. And he'll be in the food truck and be cooking right behind there, serving out our Cajun food. And then the other one is set up with the mini bars and the it's a a whiskey cigar cigar booth or whatever. What? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. and uh, so we're gonna be set up with those things too. So, man, we're very versatile in helping people with whatever kind of event, whatever kind need? of activity they have. We do grand openings for some local businesses that just did their new. They just opened a new office over here. So yeah. About two weeks ago, we went to a big grand opening for this one company. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all dipping into everything. We are. Yeah, to. we're not gonna say we don't say no. Nope. <laughs> ah, right. Say yes and figure it out. That's, that's right. right. That's it. Yes and figure it out. That's, that's right. how I ended up here. I said yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still figuring it out. But, you know, having fun doing it. That's it. That's right. So what, 
are there any like major obstacles that you've had to overcome? Like you, you, you started the business, you started a food truck, you're going, you know, you're making money or, you know, and then maybe something just like, oh man, I don't know, you know, to have to rethink, like you had to pivot, you had to change something, you know, cause you were like, this is an obstacle we have to overcome. Is there anything like you had, what, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what have you had to? I don't think we've had many major obstacles in our way other than you know just the daily grind of you know the market some days are slow some days aren't you know some months are slow you know yeah so just getting through the the regular grind of a small business i'd say that's just the biggest obstacle is keeping your head down and staying focused every single day you know yeah. knowing you even though like some days we know like how it was getting back to our first year when sometimes we had to go sit out you know, I was in the truck every day, sometimes 12, 14 hours a day, not expecting customers, but having to sit in there knowing I had to be in there just so people could see the truck. So we got our exposure, you know, mm. that was probably some of our biggest obstacles is yeah. just to start, you know, really getting out there and getting people to yeah. know us and stuff. It was a lot of long hours put into those, mm. you know, a lot of daily grinding that we just had to stick it out, you know. Mm. The perseverance of it. Perseverance, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah. And I'd say, other than that, it's the weather, really. You know, yeah. if it rains, we can't take out the trailer, which doesn't happen too much. But uh, the cold, you know, roads freeze over and stuff. That's the only thing. It's like, that's more not really as a business obstacle, but as a hazard, you know. That's right. really the only thing is mm -hmm. safety. Right. Other than that, we haven't, mm -hmm. we've been blessed with a pretty easy road to success. Mm -hmm. I'll be, I'm happy to say that. We've, I mean, been challenging at times you know but i'd say no major obstacles really mm -hmm. in the way of us in the way of our business because mm -hmm. yeah, you seems like you're coming from a good foundation mm -hmm. right? right you had a good idea at a, at a good place at a good time we also mm -hmm. started in the middle of covid so it kind of gave us a little room to practice and really work mm -hmm. out the kinks before mm -hmm. going open to the public because we were kind of after it about four months before everything opened back up Mm -hmm. So by the time everything opened back up, we knew where our weak points are. We knew what we had to work on. We knew what didn't work. We knew what we had to change. So we saw the kinks before we were even a thing. So okay. we got we hit the ground running pretty fast. Yeah. And then you look back. And when did right. it stop? Right. That, that's the key. When did right. it stop? You know, even though, like you said, he, he was sitting in the truck for 12, 14 hours a day, you know, we kept it open and at the end of the day you're looking at the finances and say golly we really didn't do anything this month this week today or this week or this month you got to stick with it you got to stick with it because every you know in in our business it goes back to the exposure thing it's all about getting that word out getting yeah. that, that exposure out you know being on tv helped us out a lot being but word of mouth is everything. It's you know? king. Nothing beats word of mouth. Nothing beats and word of mouth. Especially right now with social media age, yeah. just a, a simple Snapchat post, you know, has done wonders for us. Exactly. Someone comes order a plate, they take a quick picture of our food mm -hmm. truck, you know, and they post it. Works magic, man. Oh, so yeah. my biggest advice to anybody listening, if you want to support a small business, just share it. That's it. That's, it. That's the biggest thing you can do. It's free. It's free. It takes a second, you know, yeah. just share it. And it helps so much. It's such a, a big help for people, you know, to do that for us, to, to go on Facebook or Instagram or so and just like and share, you know, and post what you can, you know, post what you got. It's, it's a big help for us. Yeah. And that that's about a, our only main obstacle that I would relate to on my side would be the getting that exposure out, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, when I first started the food truck, when we first started the food truck business, one of the things I learned and I was told by other food truck owners, which we talked about earlier, this one guy that he's just dynamic, you know, but in, in the food truck business, it you get what you put into it mm-hmm. and you get what you put out, you know? So if, yeah. if you want, you know, yeah. a, a lot of other businesses tend to be kind of self promoting at some time, at some point, food truck is not really self promoting that much. It, you have to be out there promoting it. You have to be wherever the actions at, wherever people that, wherever, whatever it takes to get it done, to yeah. get your exposure, get your name out, get the word out. You have to be there for them, you know, and it, the people have to experience it. So that's one of the things that we do too. We don't offer just a product, just a food. You know, you come to the window, get your food and you go, no, we're going to clown with you. We're going to laugh with you. We're going to we give you the Cajun experience. It's an experience we need to with us, especially when we do caterings, you know, the big catering parties and stuff. We're out there with you, you know. We're not going to be behind the scenes and just say, okay, this is what you get and take it or leave it, you know. No, we're going to give you the experience. We're going to show you the Cajun experience, the, the true, the fun that we are, you know. Yeah. And so. When, even when you come to the window at, at anywhere you see it, you come to the window, we're going to make an experience with you. You know, some people kind of, they laugh their tails off because they'll come to the window and they try to pronounce the food like etouffee or pasta liars or something. They try to pronounce it. And I tell them, I say, you can't eat it if you can't take it, you know? <laughs> so we tend to make them, you know, they start laughing. They say, they start trying to pronounce it. And then finally they say, okay, how you pronounce it? So I tell them, I say, and then when they finally get it right, then I say, okay, you can have your food now, you, can have now, you know? Food. You may eat that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want people eating something that they can't pronounce. You know, I want you to be able to say what you're eating. Right. Tell the next person. Yeah, go, yeah <laughs> we want people to share it. And if they're saying the wrong <laughs> word to somebody. <laughs> yeah, so we make it a fun experience for people, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you know what? That's a great point, too. It's a customer experience. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you're just not serving food. It's a it is the experience, yes. man. Yeah. You know, it, like you were right. We were talking about he's actually, he actually sponsors this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pachucos, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a guy there who he gives you the experience. That's right. You know, you, right. you go, you walk into Pachucos, even when it was a food truck, you're getting the experience yeah. of Pachucos. That's right. right. That's you're right. not just eating barbecue. You're eating right. Pachucos. Pachucos. You know that's what right. I mean? Yeah. And that's what we want to kind of give the same kind of feeling when you come to our food truck. You're not just getting Cajun food. You're getting Jeez. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little different. Yeah, and then I love the you know you're talking about the menu and expanding into fusion. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Well, that's Pachuco's. It's doing yeah. that. They, right? Yeah, perfection. Right, exactly. Right. You know, and that's a another story. And you know the uh, the culture that's coming to Midland, right? Like mm-hmm. you guys and Pachuco's, uh, Buffalo Joe's, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a handful of others that started as food trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're in now they're in brick and mortars and they're growing, right? So I think it speaks to the local culture and acceptance of there's other foods out there, yes. right? Right, and let's try that, right? Oh, I want some of that, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, occasionally you have some good occasion, you want to go back because you only really get it when you go to the coast or something, right? right? right. Out of town, right? Right. So, but here in West Texas, it is hard to come by the the good a good authentic cajun meal mm-hmm. right or something that that what ruben's putting together right you know it's rare it's unique for the area so right it's it's gonna hit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it gives people that experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because it's not just 
another hamburger. Right, right exactly. Right. And, you know, which, and that, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I will say this city has been very supportive of small businesses and not only just ours, but I'm noticing food trucks in general. Mm-hmm. It's a, everybody, like, I, I like the support of this city they give to small businesses. Absolutely. You know? Not just ours, but ours like ours, you know. It's good to be in a community that supports like that, you know, right. that wants to see people thrive and go on to the next level, you know. Right. Not too many small towns you can go, we're well, not saying it's a small town, but we're from a small town. You don't really see too many people who make it and have too much support behind it as well, you know. Like, right. it's more so along that snarky attitude that, oh, well, these guys, you know. Right. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. Over here is people get excited when you start talking to them about your aspirations, ambitions and stuff like that. They want to see you do it. You know, they want to see success. And I've noticed out here is an overwhelming support, not for just us, but businesses in general. So I have a great place for business. It it really is. It really is, man. And, And I have a theory about that. Right. I think it's because it's the pioneer mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, who's going to come out to the desert to live? Right. You know, without working. Right. You got to want yeah. it. You got to want, want it. it out here. Yeah. You know, but the, the <laughs> it goes back to what founded the this whole area, the wildcatters. Right. It's out there, you know, it's, hey, I'm going to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of people out here whose parents and grandparents were risk takers. Right. They're risk takers. Right. So that's the entrepreneur spirit. Right. You can't be an entrepreneur if you're not willing to sacrifice right. something and take the risk. Got to be in your blood. You know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Some people just aren't bent, built for that type of life. A lot you know? of people aren't, right? But it seems like out here we support that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. You know, we support that mindset that that trailblazing. Hey, go make something happen. Mm-hmm. You know, do good. And you know, there's a lot of people here. They give to the community, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. you know, it's very supportive in that regard. And like, I think it's a great place and a great time to be here because it has changed so much over these last 10 years mm-hmm. like that that entrepreneur spirit's always been here but i think now it's becoming more what do you call it i, I don't know if the word is inclusive or it's exploding it, yeah it's coming together more to where right. it, it's making sense to i'd say culture. inclusive is good because i feel very included I, I you know one of my biggest things moving here was you know just a south louisiana boy going to the desert oh. where i don't know anybody trying to make my business work you know it's kind of scary to think how people will accept you. But I've noticed we've been very accepted here, if not embraced, you know, people embrace us here. It's like they want us here, you know. Uh-huh. You try to go to some cities and try to open up a business and stuff. Most of the time you'll get ousted, you know, or shunned just because you're in someone else's land trying to make a way. You know, I found right. out here that people have been very receptive to us, uh-huh. very embracive to us, too. Which is point. Mm-hmm. It's been very good to have that yes. kind of support you know going from you know i left it we both left everything behind in louisiana our families everything you know so this was something very mentally challenging to overcome to want to do this you know and just just the people here the community you know how much they've accepted us that's something that's been a huge factor in our growth you know as right. a business it's just the support we've had from the community yeah. So I, very thankful for that. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Love to hear that, man. Well, hey, do you guys have any parting words for entrepreneurs here in the Permian Basin? That was pretty <laughs> good. You know, yeah. thank you to the community for sure, man. But I don't know if you got anything you want to throw out there, man. Like, throw everything out there. Like, how can they contact you? How can they get you for events? How can they try your food? Right, right. Well, the best thing I tell everybody, the best thing to do to keep up with us and 
to see is is follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Marty G's Cajun Eats, all one word. And I post a lot on there on where we're going to be at and what we're doing. And uh, also my number, my phone is on there too. My phone number is 337-319-0616. Don't be afraid to call us. We work with you. We do not only the big events around town. Anytime they have any kind of activity in town, be on the lookout for us. We're probably going to be there. You know, we don't turn very much down. And then on the catering part, like we said, we do a lot of private catering, private parties, private events and stuff. That too, and, and on the catering side, on that side, we work with you. We don't have, we don't have everything cut in stone as more or less packages. If you want this, you got to do this, or or you're gonna get this. We can cater to whatever you need, whatever you want, whatever size it is. Too, we have the capabilities of of doing from twenty people to hundreds of people. You know, on the catering side, and uh, so yeah, just get in touch with us and follow us and follow the excitement that. We we love to push and we love to promote the excitement and support others, you know. Uh, you're talking about community support and stuff. A lot of the events that I get booked on that we get requested to, they also ask me if I could bring in any other food trucks with me, anybody else that uh, I would know of that would want to go. We're not the type of business that we shun out anybody else just because we are going to be there we don't want this or this, that, you know. We bring in others, too. We bring in other food trucks. So even if you have a an event coming up that you, you want to have multiple venues of food, multiple choices of food rather than just ours, I can set that up, too. We have people that we work with. We work with other food trucks that we, you know, the Mexicans, the barbecue trucks, the whatever it is, we work with a lot. I'm friends with a lot of the other food trucks. We're not competitors. We're not, I don't look at them as competitors. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not competitors. We have our own dishes, our own experience, our own style that we bring into the party. We don't, we're not worried about competition. Not to say not worried about competition, but we're not competitors with the others. So a lot of the other food trucks do relate to me. We talk a lot, we share a lot, we, we work with each other and stuff. So. If you have needs, any kind of needs, like it, just get in touch with me. You know, and that's how it should be. That's right. You know, because there's and again that all comes from what I learned from Ryan Lejeune with Donson Seafood. Him and I are best friends too. We work together on things, and also, but Ruben was the one that, that was so good for that for working with other food trucks and promoting yeah. others. Yeah, and he was the one that that kind of showed me the light on on not being a competitor or not being right. Not not trying to take everything right. and hold it in years because there's plenty for everybody. It, it is. is. Business doesn't always have to be cutthroat, that, especially that, in the food industry. There's right. so many. There's just enough out here. people eat every day. Exactly. Right. A couple times a day. Exactly. <laughs> and that, exactly. that was one of the things that the other Cajun truck over here shared with me, too. When we first started the business, when I first started thinking about the business and, we, and he came here, I went to him for, for a little bit of guidance. And the first thing he told me, because he was coming to some of my tailgating parties, and were, was pushing me to do this too. And he said that it's man, there's plenty to go around out here. He said there's no need. So now we all good. We work with everybody, you yeah. know? We don't shun out. We don't play the, the competitive game. Yeah, know? and I think that's the best way to go about it. Absolutely. You know, like the entrepreneurs that I've had here, I've been blessed to have here on this podcast, mm -hmm. they have that mindset, mm -hmm. right? Like during the pandemic, 
Mayor Morales, he, you know, he has a restaurant and I think he got called with somebody, another restaurant didn't have, they ran out of chips and they, mm-hmm. their supply chain, they couldn't get mm-hmm. chips in. So Jerry's like, yeah, I'll, bring, I'll take over a couple boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because if that competitor fails, well, the, so the whole community loses. That's right. Right. right? So right. if we could keep each other. We've done that in our business too. You know, with other food trucks around, you know, somebody runs out of some or they, they end up buying for some. We share, you know, mm-hmm. we share. I mean, we, yeah. we've done that plenty of times. Too, mm-hmm. It's know? just better for everybody if everyone's doing good, you know. Yes. And yeah. it works out for everybody. And when, when you can do stuff like that, in my opinion, when you can do things like that, work with your other people in the business, like that means you're comfortable in your business. Yes. That means you're, you're you're set, you know, and it's a reflection to the public as far as is he comfortable in his business? Is he good going to be okay right. with his business? You know, it, it shows that you're supportive of other people and not just being a greedy hog. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I love it, man. I love that's it. All about. Yeah. Well, guys, we'll say, say your phone number again and your okay. website so people know. Okay. The website and the Instagram and Facebook and everything. Actually, the website is MartyG'sCajunEast.com. There you go. Or you can just type in MartyG's.com, and it'll come up to it, too. Okay. I got both. It's got like it. the MartyG's is linked to MartyG's Cajun Point East. at it, yeah. So you can go straight to just MartyG's.com. The, webs- the Instagram and Facebook is MartyG's Cajun Eats. Hashtag whatever what, I don't know what all that is, <laughs> hashtag dollar sign yeah well, hashtag dollar sign I want to eat <laughs> I want Cajun but you know a lot of the uh, on Google is the same thing at Google you say I want to eat Cajun food boom we coming up you coming up all yeah right. you, you on Yelp and other stuff like that too we some places we do DoorDash and uh, Uber Eats but we haven't been using that very much because of the way we're moving around so much yeah. now. But I'm in talks right now with Favor, you know, the delivery mm-hmm. service Favor. I'm in talk with them right now because they're more versatile as to being able to support us wherever we at okay. in moving locations. So we, we in talk with them too. So you can be on the lookout for those too. Okay. You know? And your phone number one more time. Okay. 337 there you go, folks. Yeah, we bring in the 337 to the 432. So that's what, hey, man. So there you go, folks. Hit up Marty G's for good Cajun needs. The events, they, oh, man, they bring the whole party, bring Mardi Gras to you, right? <laughs> so love it, man. Love the love the experience that y'all are giving the Permian Basin. And we are blessed to have y'all here. And uh, looking forward to y'all's growth and where y'all going. And man, you know, when we hit some milestones, let's get you back on the show and we will and do it all over again. That'd be great. All right. Well, thank y'all for coming on. Thank well, thanks you. for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. And you. thanks for everybody listening. Thanks for the support we've had. And as always, Lazile Bontarule. Man, I don't know what he said, but it sounded awesome. <laughs> that means let the good times roll.